This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Um, it's actually not my surname, it's uh, just my just, Facebook. Oh, okay, yeah. just your Facebook name. So Taylor, we're here with Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Um, so, I am a um, cisgendered woman, I'm bisexual, mm-hmm. um, and I'm originally from the US. Mm-hmm. I've been living in Hawke's Bay for um, over eight years now. Oh, wow. That's yeah, good. yeah. moved here in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I guess came into contact with you uh, via social media um, because of uh, a project around setting up a rainbow community center in Hawke's Bay. Yes, very cool, very exciting. Yeah. It's it's much needed here, I think. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so we connected online and Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you invited me. I think originally around the fact that I've recently started a role working um, at council Mm. um, in Hastings, um, but having only been in that sort of role for three months I don't because the original I guess remit was um what it's like being a queer yeah person yeah 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 I mean yeah so um but yeah uh I I don't really know what else to sort of say yeah, that's, that's myself. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're, you're from Mississippi originally. I am from Mississippi How originally. How was that growing up as a queer person in Mississippi? Um, well, I guess I should. So I grew up in a. So Mississippi is a very, very like religious, conservative yeah. place, right? So um, no, it's a red state, and that's pretty much like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, very, very conservative. Mm. Um, and I, I think that it is different if you grow up in an urban area mm. um, versus a rural area or a suburban area. And I grew up in a relatively affluent suburb. Gotcha. Um, that said, there were still like it was very, very religious. I was raised Southern Baptist. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, and I went to church. Every Sunday morning, every Sunday evening, and every Wednesday night. Um, wow. Until I was 13 and got an attitude. <laughs> refused to go. Um, so, like, that was kind of the background. But I also think that I um, was somewhat fortunate. That, so I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the parts of my ADHD was somewhat so- lower social intellect when it came to understanding like the nuances of what was happening around me in terms of like people's reactions to things oh, okay. um and so I think that in some ways that protected me a little bit mm. because um I didn't experience firsthand a lot of homophobia even though like as a teenager I would walk around holding um, hands with my friends and mm. like kissing them and like mm. in public and there wasn't a lot of me noticing reactions okay um, or at least if I did notice them, they didn't really register to me as something that I clocked yes, or cared gotcha. about. But wow. I did grow up um, being told that, like, being homosexual was bad. Um, and um, I remember, like, a few moments. So I, I realized when I was, like, five years old gotcha. yep. that I thought that girls were pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it took me a long time. Uh, I think to work out that that meant that relationships were a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I came out as bisexual um, 
on the internet, on MySpace. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, when I was like 13, I put a post up very casually just mm-hmm. being like, I like boys and girls. This is, and that was just kind of it. Um, but I didn't, and I remember telling people like, oh, I know that I'm attracted to women, but I don't know if I can have romantic feelings. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, which was a silly thing to say though, mm-hmm. because... Almost all of my friendships with women, mm. like even were were so close yep. that they basically were romantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. they're just they were just weren't sexual. Gotcha. Um, so like for instance, um, when I was around eleven years old, mm-hmm. my best friend at the time for her birthday, I wrote her a poem and I framed it and I made her that's a necklace sh- that was her favorite color and my favorite color mm-hmm. and that's super gay yeah, right like gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the the present that you give to your friend like a love poem basically yeah. um and that's I also cool. hated all of her boyfriends and think any of them were good enough and I was always really upset when I was like why are you prioritizing these dumb boys yeah. over our relationship yeah. which is clearly better yes um but because I and I think it's because of sort of that like cis het you know, like yes, absolutely, compulsive yeah. heterosexuality, it didn't click in my head until I was an adult that that's yeah. what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a best friend when I was, I met her when I was about 13, and we were so close. It was the first time in my life I had that feeling of like, oh, I found my soulmate, yeah. kind of. Um, and we kissed and held hands and stuff like that. But And we talked about our future and our futures were always going to be intertwined. Um, and the boyfriends that we had would just have to get used to that. Um, uh, and I still, even in that situation, like we told each other we loved each other all the time. Um, I still was like, this is my best friend. This is what friendship looks mm. like. Um, so I was actually in my 20s the first time I had a girlfriend. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I had all of those kinds of intense relationships with women that I, in my head, were like, oh, this is platonic. Mm. This is the way this works, even though they were deeply emotional. Um, and I felt closer to them than I did the men that, and or boys that I was dating. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's probably part what, what what if I wouldn't have grown up in a place that was mm. so heteronormative that mm. was you know there was so much of that compulsory heterosexuality I probably would have made those realizations earlier yeah um, and I am actually so while I am bisexual mm. I am more attracted to women um so yeah. I, I I lean sapphic mm. um and uh my connections with women have always been way more intense than my connections with men mm. and every time I've been in a relationship mm. with a man um I've wanted a girlfriend mm. but I have not felt the reverse interesting okay. so when I'm in relationships with just women I'm not like oh I really need a boyfriend <laughs> I'm like oh what a relief <laughs> um but I have been in love with and experienced sexual attraction to men so yeah. I know that I am like you know technically bisexual yeah. but like yeah yeah um, it's a spectrum yeah yeah, as yeah. Opposed to so 50 yeah so I think that like it took me a lot longer to work that out though mm. um and my first like real relationship with a woman uh, actually was someone that I'd known since I was a teenager mm-hmm. um but we both were going through breakups at the same time and living in different countries so she was in the U.S. and I was in New Zealand yeah. um <laughs> And we were kind of supporting each other. And then, like, it just hit. And it was the most intense thing I'd ever felt Mm. in my life. I moved countries. Like, I left New Zealand, moved back to the U.S. to be with her. Didn't have a job yet. Quit Mm. my job in 
New Zealand. I'd interviewed for a role in the U.S. Uh-huh. I don't tell people this story. Usually, I usually say I moved back for a job, but I didn't have the job. I found out I got the job when I landed in L.A., so it was very fortunate. Um, and I, I do feel like that's Pete Gay, right? Yes. Like, oh, 100%. Um, find your girl. Actually, it's like Pete Sapphic yeah. Gay. It's that particular brand. You find your girlfriend overseas, yeah. and you move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I relate to this so strongly. My girlfriend um, lives in New York. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like that's very much like a sapphic experience mm. to um, to do that. So I ticked it off, um, and it was a super intense relationship. Not particularly healthy. We weren't in great headspaces <laughs> because of the relationships, um, and it lasted about ten months with us living together. But like, I hadn't felt that way about somebody mm. before, okay. um, and I have felt you know like really intensely about other women like that have been in relationships since then but that was I think like a redefining kind of moment where I was like oh not only do I experience this romantic like as soon as it was kind of acknowledged it got even more intense so Mm -hmm. all of those intense kind of connections I had when I was younger it helped me reframe them and realize like the only thing that was missing was an acknowledgement of what that was yeah um so yeah that's I guess, kind of how I feel like my growing up in the South largely impacted that. And it did make coming out um, a little bit mm. more complicated. Yeah, I was about to ask about that. So, how, like, you came out on MySpace originally, honestly. But, like, how yes. about friends and family? And well, all? to my – so my friends were all friends with me on MySpace. Oh, yeah. So they saw that. <laughs> yeah. My family, not so much. Well, my sister was. But mm. my sister um, was cool. And interestingly – Almost all of the friends that I picked mm-hmm. when I was a, a child up to They're a teenager, weird. almost all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <We> so, <laughs> um, and didn't know that at the time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, some of these people I picked when I was six years old. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I think of my close friend group that I had as, like, a teenager, one of them is straight. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and the rest, like, everybody else is, um, okay. yeah, on, on, somewhere in the mm. um, LGBTQIA mm. uh, rainbow. So. <laughs> yeah. It was when you were talking before about the, the, rela- the relationship with your friend and how you hated all her boyfriends and stuff like that I I found a diary of mine like (laughs) and it was like me just writing down all my girlfriends and like the boys they had crashes on and why I thought this was a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) and like I was 13 I I found that I was bi when I was 15 but at the time I was just like I don't understand why they're doing this when they're so gorgeous (laughs) and beautiful and these boys are trash like I don't (laughs) get it I always thought that I was just like super protective and I was like these and like to (laughs) a certain extent that's true Mm. like I was like these guys don't stack up like you're so much better than them but some of it was definitely like repressed actually like I felt like they should be valuing our relationship over these lame guys Mm. because I was like they can't compete with this like what we have is special (laughs) (laughs) um yeah um but yeah when I came out um to my mom I was actually uh with my first girlfriend so even though I'd my friends knew um from quite a young age I didn't because it didn't seem like it was worth uh, the conflict potentially mm. um, because the reason I went to church so much is because my mother was taking me to church, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and I guess like, so this is, this is, this is actually a nice story in mm. the end. Um, okay, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not about to like unload some depression down on everybody in terms of being rejected. But um, for context, so if we go back to 2008 when mm. Barack Obama was running for the presidency yep. in the US, um, my mother was the kind of conservative that sent me those crazy chain emails that were saying all the crazy stuff, like all the conspiracy theories of Barack. 
something like uh, that. No, it was more that like he wasn't an American. And, <laughs> oh, like, so super but... racist and like very, very right wing yeah. conspiracy kind of stuff like at, at the time. And that was before we had all of the craziness that happens now in mm-hmm. terms of the clickbait things. So they all put it in a chain email <laughs> and sent it around to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was trying to convince me that I shouldn't vote for Barack Obama because that was my first election that I was going to get mm-hmm. to vote in. And I'd been very vocal about the fact that I was no way going to vote for a Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she would send me those things. So that's where it kind of where we started, right? Yep. That level of like right wing mm-hmm. <laughs> um, conservative. And I came out in 20, um, it was the end of 2012. Mm-hmm. To her and I was in New Zealand. She was in Mississippi. I called her to tell her. She hung up on me. Um, yeah, wow. she wasn't super happy um, about it. But I also, I should say that I always knew that my mom would love me mm. regardless. But I didn't know how accepting she would be to me or my partner. Mm. Right. So I, I knew that in her heart she would still love me, but I didn't know what that would look like in yes. action. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. So. It wasn't the best with my first girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? Like, when they met, and because I moved back to the U.S., um, and we moved to Mississippi because I got a job at a university mm-hmm. in Mississippi. Um, and we stayed with my mom uh, briefly uh, before I got my apartment. Um, and there were, you know, like, little comments and things that made my girlfriend at the time feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I don't think my mom was trying to do that, but she would make comments about how she wished that I would, like, go back to being with my boyfriend like my old boyfriend or whatever right that's not a great thing to say in front of um so anyways and my mom didn't super care for that girlfriend as well right Mm. so she had reasons around the way that anyways Mm. but so that relationship ended and then I got into another relationship with another woman um who had a daughter um probably about six months after um and my mom loved her huh, okay. and loved her daughter. Mm. And, like, her daughter called my mom, like, grandma. Yeah. Like, um, and after, even after me and my ex split up, mm. she lived with my mom for about eight months, right? So my mom went from being that to, like, yeah, and got on really well with her. Mm. My mom's politics have changed so much in that time. So as soon as I came out, my mom started watching Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, like, the, it's like the, the, the queer, that like, yeah, lesbian yeah, yeah, that yeah. she's like, if I watch this, maybe I'll understand my daughter a bit better. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> gateway. Yeah. I only know about that because my sister told me at the time she was like, since mom found out you started, she started watching Ellen. <laughs> um, so it was a gradual thing, but like my mom is now somebody, so like during the election, um, mm. in 2016, my mom was very vocally against Trump. Cool. Um, so <laughs> had I not come out, I don't know if that metamorphosis would have happened. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, and she, so she was very like vocally in support of Hillary Clinton. She's like a lot of her views have completely shifted. Wow. Um, and so, like, and and I remember I had the moment, this moment after the election, where that kind of like it dawned on me that my mom basically decided that her love for me was more important than how she'd been indoctrinated. Wow! And that was like amazing. this really like beautiful moment. And I thanked her, like mm-hmm. I was like, you know, like because it actually made me feel loved, and like it was love in action rather mm-hmm. than just somebody telling you that they love you. Um, and so, yeah, like, and, and that helped, um, I think, like, heal parts of our relationship that because of, like, having been um, brought up, you know, in the church and in a place that I didn't always feel 
accepted. Mm, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it really helped heal that. And I have a really great relationship with my mom now. Mm. Like we talk all the time awesome. and I can like, I can genuinely be myself. And I know that if like whoever my partner is, that she's going to be good to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, yeah. So it ended up being a nice story. Started out, you know, like mm. a, a bit of a rejection, but like, and I, I actually think that's the, the beauty and the importance of coming out. Right. Yes. So is that, oftentimes people don't actually know how they stand on something until someone they love and that really I think mm. if they have a little bit of time yeah they can they can change right yeah. like and they can become and it, it's really sad to me when that isn't what happens mm. for people um because I do think that you know we all deserve to be loved and accepted for Absolutely. who we are yeah um, but but yeah so that's my my coming out story that's re- yeah that's um, brilliant <laughs> that's really it's, it's such a because it's such a different um story to the ones i've heard like yeah. having grown up in new zealand yeah yeah like, like all of my friends in new zealand had like real easy times yeah. their parents were like sweet fantastic don't have to worry about pregnancy yeah, yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> score my younger sister when i came out to her was just like oh sick more options sort of thing. <laughs> like she was like the coolest about it um and like i have my one of my dad's friends was a trans woman mm-hmm. he was and he was quite homophobic when he was younger and so i have so much love for this tr- like, i've never met trash but like i have so much love for her because she kind of changed his mind on how mm. queer people are and stuff like that so she made it easier for you absolutely like, paved the way so i'm like <laughs> i would defend trans women to my death like, i didn't have to deal with any of that nonsense basically mm. um so You've been in Hawke's Bay for eight years now. Yes. What made you decide to settle in Hawke's Bay of all places? Um, I actually got a job offer here. Ah, I got you. So I um, was working in international education Mm -hmm. at the time, um, and uh, I'd been working at that university in the U.S. that I moved Mm -hmm. um, and got the job in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell people that's why I moved there, because it sounds more responsible than um, I fell in love with a girl (laughs) (laughs) via via Skype. (laughs) Oh, it's so real. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I had been there for about a year, but living and working in the U S is stressful. Mm. Um, I really don't recommend it to be honest, like New Zealand, much better. I had my first adult job in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. So I graduated from university and moved to Christchurch, um, and had my first adult job. And that was so much nicer than when I had my job in the U S. And so I lasted about a year Mm. when I was back in the U S and then I applied for a job at EIT, Mm -hmm. um, and I was offered that job, and I had to move in, like, a month internationally. I don't recommend doing that. That's stressful, yeah. like, having four weeks to pack up, sell everything that you own and move countries. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and I moved here. This is another, uh, like, well, it's a lesbian stereotype, but we'll say sapphic stereotype. <laughs> um, so the girlfriend, my, my girlfriend that I, I got about six months after, mm. um, my first girlfriend, right, um, who had the daughter, uh, we moved together. We'd only been dating a month. Yeah, we moved to New Zealand oh, together. Gosh. Now, I did. Uh, we did like have a conversation about it where it was like, this isn't a, a reflection of how serious the relationship is. I'm going to New Zealand. It's a cool opportunity if you want to go, yeah, to okay. go to New Zealand. Um, and her daughter was three years old, so she thought it would be a cool experience oh, for her daughter. daughter. Um, <laughs> the one with the daughter. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so she thought that yeah, her, her daughter would have a cool experience living in New Zealand. And like if it worked out, fantastic. If it didn't, then, mm. you know. Um, it would still be a cool experience and yeah. it wouldn't disrupt her in terms of her school or anything um, because she was 
pre yeah, being in school. Yeah. Um, but that is very much like just ticking the, the bingo card for the, for the gay stuff. <laughs> um, moving, like you hauling, but across the world. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, because we didn't live together in America. Mm. We lived actually in different cities. <laughs> Um, and she would come down like for weekends and I would go there for weekends, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So just really the bingo lottery, like, yeah, I've, I've ticked all of the mm. boxes really. I was like, I need to cram them in. I've started late. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't realize till I was in my twenties. So, um, so yeah, we, we moved here. Um, and yeah, so I moved to Hawke's Bay to work at EIT. Um, and I ended up staying at EIT for eight years. I did change roles. Mm. Um, and when I first moved here, I didn't think that I would be in Hawke's Bay mm. indefinitely. I thought it was too small and like, mm. yeah, and just, I was like, eh, it's not, not really where I think I want to be. But then I kind of found my people here mm. um, and it, 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 like, it's a really nice place mm. to, to live. And, gotcha. Um, yeah. So I have stayed um and then yeah i got a job at council so mm-hmm. staying more um and I'm, I'm i'm actually happy to be here now and i feel like um hawks bay and new zealand feel like home mm. um so even if i were to go live somewhere else for a bit this is where i'd come back to brilliant yeah mm-hmm. so okay well before we'll, we'll start talking about halloween now. okay <laughs> like, halloween yeah which we passed it here it's not like a huge holiday in new zealand no like, it's which not you which is obvi- very sad for me but... i feel like halloween's a very gay holiday though like everyone <laughs> who i know who celebrates it is is queer like... <laughs> um well that's just because they have good taste yeah. <laughs> um i think halloween's a really fun holiday mm. um i think that it's just entirely about fun and whimsy and you get to dress up mm. and there's candy and treat and like i just think it's fun mm. um so i have brought halloween with me um, yep. to, to new zealand to mm. hawks bay and so all of my friends get into the spirit with me mm. um which is really lovely yeah. um and so we uh, i not everybody does this but my all of my friends i'm, I'm the only one who does this to yeah. be fair but i dress up for like the week of halloween <laughs> um and so every day is a different like halloween themed so whether it's just like a halloween dress and halloween makeup or if i actually dress up so every year usually on wednesday this year was a little bit different i dress up like wednesday adams oh brilliant, brilliant. um i have a morticia adams outfit i have a skeleton mm. like bodysuit thing that i'll wear under dresses i i have like yeah i have a whole bunch of costumes that i just rock out every year and then i introduce a new one every year as well oh i see yeah i would want to um, with Wednesday Adams, are you excited about the show they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. seems really good. I hope yeah. they make it sapphic so badly. <laughs> like, I've seen her with her little blonde friend. I'm like, that better be gay. <laughs> I'm I feel like it, it will be, there. right? Like, yeah. I feel like nowadays, oh, the yeah. media gives us more of the... Like, it was Lesbian Velma, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Lesbian Velma. And they, you know, the Charmed reboot, Lesbian in there. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Like, all the shows, basically, mm. they're sprinkling it in. And not even just the queer baiting. It's like, actually, you just have the character. So yeah, good progress. Yeah, are you a fan of horror? Yeah, yes, yeah. I read this like really interesting article on the Guardian about how um, horror has been a big thing in the gay community because a lot of um, what it was like representation in the olden days, like even now to this point, where it was like um, gay people were kind of only shown or camp people and stuff like that was only shown when they were the villains and stuff. Yeah, so it's developed this kind of like interesting thing with, within the queer community where we kind of like the villains a lot of the time just because <laughs> and there was a really well it was like the sentence and it was something along the lines of how 
the otherness is the fear of in horror movies, obviously. And right. on, not obviously, but um, most of the time. And so, yeah, I found that really interesting. And mm. so that's a thing that queer people can relate to because there's a lot of what most... not No, not most, sorry. What some members of society think about when they hear about queer people yeah. is they're scared because... yeah. We're so other and terrifying and yeah. To... I mean, I I I, I love I do like horror. Mm. Um, I I like experiencing emotions in a safe way. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what you get from horror mm. and sad movies and that sort of thing. So mm. I like to experience the emotion without actually being at risk. Yes. Um, but I don't actually associate horror that much with Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they are yes, connected, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but I think that in the U like so in the US you can dress up as anything. It doesn't have to be scary. True. Whereas in New Zealand, there's really an expectation that you should be scary. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think that's because the association with that horror and Halloween is a little bit more closely yeah, linked here. Yeah. Um, but I, my recommendation, if you are into like horror, is to watch The Haunting of Hill House. Um, oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. top tier, brilliant. <laughs> are we, are we, yep. Okay. Um, so, is there anything you want to promote? Oh yeah, promote? I would. Um, anybody who wants to get involved, um, or like with the. Hawks Bay, um, LGBTQIA, Rainbow Community. Um, we have uh, set up a Facebook page for Pride Hawks Bay, so you can just search for Pride Hawks Bay. Um, there's also a Facebook group that is um, the g- facebook.com group slash Pride HB, um, mm-hmm. so you can join that as well. Um, but it's just a way to find out about different events and hear updates around what's happening with the community center. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's... Awesome. Okie doke. Um, and yeah, anything else you want to say? I don't think so. No, no, you're all good. I'm all good. Okay, sweet. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for listening. This has been uh, Vivian Taylor on The Gay Agenda, and I will see you next time. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.